0: Hi guys, welcome back to the Creative Constitution Podcast here with Deborah Tamai and myself, Jazz Sebastian. Today we'd really like to talk to you about role preparation. For the aspiring actors out there, for those that are new to the creative industries, uh, maybe even some veterans that have just tuned in out of interest, uh, how could we best prepare for a new role that we've landed? Perhaps we've gotten through that successful audition stage and this is it. This is the make or break moment mm-hmm. for us. Uh, we can also talk about maybe smaller roles and things like that. Yeah. It could be interesting to just cover everything, I feel. Because sure. we've got enough time. It's a podcast, right?
1: Mm-hmm. So we
0: have enough time to do that. Um, yeah. Yeah. What do you think?
1: Well, personally, I haven't had a massive role yet. So I've had a medium-sized role, which is pretty cool. i have um,
0: had a small role and a pretty massive...
1: Yeah. Role. And I've done heaps of short films. So for me... My, I think my methodology is still evolving, I would say. I mean, I, I'm not going to pretend I know it all.
0: I think that's the most honest answer yeah. any of us could give, to be honest. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it continues to do that forever.
1: Oh, I, I definitely think it will. I mean, the way that I approached my first role is completely different now to the one that I do now, right? The methodology is quite different but let's talk about in what ways. I guess when I first started, I was I was really mainly focused on just nailing the accent. <laughs> and then So
0: voice work and accent was yeah, one of the first things you I think focused that's, on.
1: That's the first thing I, I definitely focused okay. on.
0: And that started to cement ideas in your head about the character. So, maybe the sound so usually what first.
1: happened was I would do an audition and the person would be like, OK, sounds great. I like it. Um, and I would always be like, well, this is the accent that I've gone for, but, I mean, it's completely up to you. You can change it. A lot of the time, they like my natural accent, which was even easier, but I've had a couple roles where I've had to do a British person or even a French person, so some of them come more... Easier, like, to me than, than others. Like, I can do a French accent with no problems, but... The You're Australian British... as well.
0: That's great, isn't it? You're oh, Australian I'm still working on that one. But accent. the the
1: British RP one is, the, is a little bit more complicated, you know. If you'd like to talk with a really nice British accent, it can be a little bit complex. Sometimes. Well,
0: and again, look at your own background. You're a, a woman that speaks five languages and is versed in a variety of accents. So, obviously, with a background that's so vast and so mm-hmm. spread out, it may be a lot more difficult to pick up other accents when you've been using others for so many years and never yeah, touched on bit. others. Either.
1: So when I get that character, and, and I usually have the role, um, mm. I guess at that point, it's the first step for me is getting the voice down. Okay, I think that's the biggest thing, I would say. And then after that comes the body language. Yeah. I think the body the language physicality. is huge, the physicality, how they how that person walks, how I envision them to like walk into a room, you know? And a lot of this stuff I kind of do subconsciously. Like I don't even do it really consciously. Like I'm not gonna write down in a notebook like this person walks with a limp, you know.
0: She has a shoulder tick. Must remember to always trigger shoulder tick every minute in dialogue on screen. Yeah. So I know there's a lot of actors that would write that down on a notebook and highlight it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, know.
0: <laughs> if that's really necessary and that's your process, and you get a kick out of doing well, that, awesome. Some
1: actors, but. well, uh, one school of <laughs> thought that that is pretty common is the whole like animal thing. Yes. And, and in a way, yeah. I kind I kind of like it. Like even though I don't, I don't go. This one's a turtle. Yeah. You know this. Uh, this character is a lion. I'm I'm going to know instinctively what's closer to it. You know, like I'm not going to start walking around like a turtle, you know, you know trying to like emulate what the character is. These I just persons... know that if they're more like, you know, shelled, you know, they're a bit more like shy. I'll just be able to tell that from the words on the page, my conversations with the director and kind of my, my own personal feeling of it. I kind of like to navigate the waters of creativity with my own instincts rather than just like the schools of thought tell me to do xyz and then i have to do that Mm. and that's where i kind of differ from a lot of the more traditional actors who like to go and break down a script based on like all these things you know yeah yeah but breaking down that's another process that's another process
0: but right now we're talking about we've got the roles so the voice work. Mm. You've established your character's dialect, their accent, the way they speak, their sort of vocal inflections, their sort of... Mm. And also their diversity, right? Yeah. Because we don't want a character that just talks like this through the whole movie. Unless
1: it's Even a video game. You know, there's a lot of actors that <laughs> do
0: that and it's like, okay, someone's just like exploding in front of them. Oh, whoa. whoa I'm so surprised. Yeah. Because some people do that, right? Yeah. But I think every character does need range. So, you might talk like this, Mm. but what is that? That's a hard-to-maintain voice. Or you might be like that, you know, Margot Robbie, topical right now, incredible actress uh, with that Harley Quinn sort of thing, you know, sweetheart, like that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. But
0: can you take that voice through many different things? Because just because you've got the accent down and it sounds good for a few sentences doesn't necessarily mean you can deliver that perfectly, believably through an entire movie with mm-hmm. many different things. Your voice might have to change in this and still keep that same yeah. distinguishable accent. Uh, so that's something to consider. 100%. And so when you've got that down and you're confident 100%, you go into nailing the physicality
1: mm-hmm. of your I think role. The, the body work is really important. Like, for example, if I were to play uh, a soldier type, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of be a lot different. You know, like act quite differently, walk differently, just at time, and just even just well, like stand differently. Um, you know, if I'm talking to another character, uh, and you know, we're doing those over the shoulders and whatever, and we're just having that that conversation with another character. What is that person that you're portraying going to stand like? What is going to be their perception? And um, when they walk into a room, what are what are other people going to think of them? And I think that's where like the body language to me is a really important one. And I think mm. that served me quite well because you know I've played characters that are kind of really shy and kind of scared in horror films, completely different to a character where I'm holding a gun and I'm and I'm supposed to be a pack leader for a, a unit about to take down a bunch of enemies. Yeah. You know, completely different. But the way I approach the roles were quite quite similar. I, I start with the voice. I try and learn as many of the lines as I can. And then as I learn the lines, I practice more of the voice. And then what I'll do is I'll practice the lines with the voice walking around, almost like you're running through the lines. And I personally love doing that because even when I'm like standing in a certain way, like I might have my like hands on my hips or or even just like standing tall, the way that I'm going to deliver those lines are going to be way different than if I'm just sitting on a chair trying to learn those lines. Yes. So I'll literally just walk around the house, just like in the character, um, trying to learn that. Is that the perfect way to do it? Maybe not, but for now it's worked quite well for me and it's yeah. it's constantly evolving.
0: Yeah, I think I think we're just covering this stuff, right? So the guys at home can sort of discover their own methods over time. and and again, it is something that I think will always evolve. Mm. Uh, but right now we've done that, the voice, the physicality. what next?
1: Once I've kind of done those two steps where I've I've nailed down the voice, I've nailed what I think is best for the character, how they walk and talk and stuff. Uh, I I really just focus on memorizing the lines but this time with the inflections that naturally come from the goal of the scene that I think exists on the page. So I'll go a lot deeper on the, on the scenes itself, because obviously you have to memorize the script. And I'm not great at memorizing. Like That's one thing that I'm constantly trying to improve at. Um, but I'll read the script and this time i'll i'll actually just try and see what the what my character is trying to get out of it i'll definitely just read it from start to finish you know the whole script whether that's a feature or a short film and just try to understand like what the journey is cuz one thing i've learned from acting is that if you if you don't understand that your character has changes then you might approach your first scene way too late in the movie if you're in a horror film, for example, and at the end of the movie, you need to have this big scared scene where like, you know, your character is at a really high like emotional charge. If you play your first scene way too emotional or or way too much of something, it's going to feel flat, It's going to feel flat by the time you get to the end. Yeah. So it's it's almost like pre-planning your character's evolution through the script by just, like, kind of seeing what the, what they go through and kind of the, the inflections.
0: Yeah.
1: When I'm on set, that's completely different, but I like to prepare in a way where, okay, I know that in the first few scenes, I'm going to have to perhaps, like, play things down a little bit more, and then as things expand and as the story evolves, that's when I'll add more flavor and more spice to just, like, make sure that... The, the story works from start to finish. So really my third step is mm. looking at that script in like great detail and understanding what I can do with the character from A to B.
0: Amazing. So really it's simple, mm. to be honest, three steps. And that's that's the process. That's what's required. Three simple steps.
1: Yeah. You might have a 10-step one. Three
0: large steps. No, so what's even, your process? It makes sense 100%. Uh, well, again, the voice and the physicality, yes, definitely. Uh, personally, it's for me that's sort of just a, a bundled thing. It's just the first sort of bundled thing.
1: Mm.
0: Um, sort of getting, yeah, getting that sound right and how they move their posture.
1: Yeah, it's just sort of done at the
0: same time for me. Like if I was sort of a, a guy that I automatically, I'm like I'm reading the script. I'm seeing this kind of. Mm. It's from this part of America. It's like that's out where at he you. lives. Has sort of had this background and this is his goal now and this is what's going to happen in the film. This is where he's starting. I mean, it kind of just goes together like that. Um, There's someone else that it's clear. Again, you're informed via the script and via your director. You You should have enough initial information from both parties to as soon as you land that role, get those the physicality and the voice together pretty quickly. Uh oh. some some actors, you know, it it can be a process. It could could be months working back and forth between the director and the, the actor or until they both agree on days. something. Or yeah, <laughs> some sometimes it's it's in the audition room and it doesn't need to evolve anymore. That's it in the audition room, they've found it. Mm. In other cases it can evolve over a month. So again, it depends. It's like what's my process, what's yours? What's the movie's process? Because Mm. as an individual performer, your process can change and evolve constantly. I think it always will. And why? Maybe that depends on the film you're in. Maybe that depends on the director you're working with because they saw great promise in you, but they aren't 100% convinced. And so you're still workshopping that character you know, two months into rehearsals mm. when you're about to shoot the first scene and that happens. And yeah. that happens in big movies a lot. Uh, so, yeah, it's interesting. The physicality, the voice, the preparation, obviously learning, seeing the script, immersing yourself in into the world, understanding the world you're going into and how the other characters uh, sort of live and exist in that world and how you interact with them. Mm. Again, that's another process because you can... You can figure that out and you can have that ready to go on paper. And then say your first table read or your first in-person rough audition, other actors are getting a completely different message and different energy and bringing that into the room.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: And say there's someone you you want to perform well with, you might have to adjust your version of, of your character to True. fit in with their perception as their character of your character. So all
1: your preparation might
0: just it, go it out could, the window it, at it that really point. It really could. If you're yeah. with another great actor, you've sort of just got to go with it. You mm. can't go, oh no, I'm this and be this rigid performance because if someone else is giving you something great.
1: Yeah.
0: you yeah, gotta Play with it. You got to, yeah. So you got to be so adaptable to roll with the punches.
1: Yeah, you might not even get two months' worth of preparation time. I mean, sometimes when you apply to things online, you're doing your short films to get started, you might only have like a week or two to, to, to really prepare. And does that give you enough time to create a consistent character? In my opinion, maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, I, I'll be honest, I've done a, a role where it kind of just felt like I was myself. Like I didn't even really create a character other, other than yeah it's just me
0: or you create it's my
1: voice is pretty much my personality i mean sometimes the character is like that right
0: you try to create parts of the character that you think are good but there just isn't enough time to practice the scenes to do it with any form of consistency mm. and so it can kind of change because you might film one scene one week and then yeah. two weeks later you're shooting the next scene And what you come to that short film with is a sort of different, slightly different voice and energy because you've been busy with life because you're not obsessed with this thing. Therefore, it's not really your best work Mm. because you're not living it and breathing it. It's just a sort of side thing. Whereas if you do land a role in a major thing and you're obsessed with it and that's your life and you're getting paid for it, yeah, it's much easier to do that prep correctly to maintain consistency within your character
1: that's so true what's the part that takes you the longest in the longest. your in your pre-prep when you're preparing oh your well role. definitely
0: the learning the script
1: do you yeah. do that with the voice or in your normal voice
0: uh both you can do both
1: which one's first
0: i think normal you just sort of Go over it and remember the scenes mm. first. Because um, there's no you start point, to embellish Once it, you've and then got you the character, the yeah. Once you've got the character, there's no need to go back to doing it in your normal voice. Mm.
1: Um, that's very method, I guess.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, that's how I started. Right when I was young, it was sort of, I would do these shows through high school, and then out of high school, m- more like in a live theater, live play, musical sort of stage setting. And you, you had to do that sort of prep because mm. you had to become the character because you had to be that character flawlessly for two hours and yeah. get every line right and get every song right. So you weren't just rocking up on the day, going over the script before. Okay, where's my American? Okay, am I using this one or am I using this American mm. accent for this for this scene?
1: Because oh I'm only in two, two that scenes day. for this
0: shoot. You know? <laughs> I'll just look at the script beforehand and memorize. It's not that. You've got to become it.
1: Yeah. And even after
0: you finish the work on that play or musical, your physicality is permanently changed after that because you've moved like that person for months and you've danced like them and you've spoken like them. So you you do change a little bit. Uh,
1: is the way you approach characters different when it comes to theatre versus film?
0: Definitely. In film you can be way, way more lazy. It's like nowhere near the world. I guess
1: it's more <laughs> subtle in film in a way like... Oh. Yeah
0: it's nowhere near the amount of work.
1: Yeah. You can
0: you can look as good as a super successful A-lister and like not not do anywhere near the <laughs> amount of work that you've done to look half okay in that local play down the road that goes for an hour and a half and charges 19.95 door price. Oh, wow. It's just the the level of preparation and work required is chalk and cheese. Mm. Uh, we can we can have a different perspective if the film script was large and if you had a main role in a film. Yeah. But I'm just talking like small roles for now, like to get a part in a film. Yeah. Just a small part or speaking role is yeah, a lot less work mm. than a full thing, a full stage thing that yeah, you're living in and breathing in.
1: Yeah.
0: So again, uh, preparation varies.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah yeah I, I really like the part where everything is still new at the start when you first get a script and say you got the role because you did, you only did the one scene that, that was given to you and then you actually start to find out where that lands in the scheme of things mm-hmm. I love like I, I love finding out where in the story that was and then just seeing how the characters like work up to that i I really like expressing that character journey when I when I do get to said like i love that part of acting i think it's really really fascinating like creating a character from scratch and this was just a little speckle in someone's brain that they ended up writing and my preparation for roles changed a little bit when i made my own film when when you when you write yeah. something and you actually start to see a little bit more about how it works and how people craft characters on the page before it's even in the hands of someone that, I think, like, made my process a little bit better because when I was preparing for Devoured, we practiced the hell out of that. Like, yeah. we literally almost practiced it to death. Yeah. Almost, like, to the point where by the we time so we got on set, it. we were almost sick sick and tired yeah. of the lines. We were wanting
0: to change it up. We were wanting to bugger it up on purpose just to do something different, to yeah. change it up.
1: <laughs> but the everything from the voice, I, I remember literally being in this room mm. and, and just practicing the, the lines and taking on that personality and sometimes i would get like really angry like i because the character gets really angry 100 you know and then i would like start to feel the emotions i'm like okay that means i'm on the right page i'm on the right track because that means that that those those words are becoming your reality and the moment that you're like you get you know, you actually start to achieve that. Yeah. That's when I think your preparation has really commenced. Yeah.
0: It's it's really good by that point.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Because at that point, you can refine. And yeah. that when once you get to a point where your character voice is down pat. You're
0: you, sort of sick of it in a way. Yeah. That's when you can actually have the freedom to lay back a bit.
1: 100%. Know that
0: it's going to be good no matter what because you're sick of it. You know it. That's a phase in itself. Mm. And then a further phase following that can be that adding extra stuff, doing spontane- uh, doing spontaneous things mm. and having more freedom to you know, yeah. make things it's interesting like, on the I know, day.
1: I know what you do. I don't know what you... It might be something you don't even realize you're doing, but you like to go 100, You know, really turn it up to 100, and then you tone it down. So you might have a really extreme voice. Yeah. You know, you might be creating like a southern character or something like that, and at first you start talking with a real crazy Texan accent, and then you're like, "Oh, okay, maybe that's a bit too much," you know. And then you start. The
0: film is just like, "Hey, I'm Roger." Panic was exactly sweetheart. It's fine. That's right, and then
1: you really started to tone it down. Man,
0: those goddamn Illuminati! Goddamn, I gotta get my rifle out and yeah.
1: That's right, And and so when when we were preparing for the feature film Road Tripper, your character was also. When I, I remember when you were doing the preparation for it, you were like, oh man, if I'm too much of this, like too much of a trucker or too much of a whatever, yeah. then it's going to be weird with everyone else if they have like really generic accents. Which and that goes happens. really well with yeah. what what you were saying earlier. or like. You've got to you, change on the fly like, depending on You can't on just the have a actors. crazy British accent if like everyone else is going to have a standard British accent. I mean, yeah. if the character is that, sure. But like a lot of the time... It's like refining the character to a point where it's also gonna really uh, shine in a positive light with everyone else. With everyone also else, involved. without
0: standing out too much. Yeah, yeah. You've, yeah. Got, you've got to almost telepathically sense the energy of the production mm. and the sort of the end. Result. You've got to see the end result and get a feel for how it will look and sound as a whole before you can almost. <laughs> In order to either tone down or bring up mm. what you prepared your character
1: Yeah. And as. then and then there's more discussions with the director. I mean yeah. you might have all your preparation done, then you get to you, you get to like a table read or something. Yeah. They're and like, then like nah, that Can sucks. you just can you just
0: be like Indian? Can you just have an <laughs> Indian
1: accent for this character instead? Yeah. Actually I really wanna put like a a bunny head on you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just like so many things. I so, mean, for the
0: whole time, for this entire scene, you're dressed up as a snowman.
1: Yeah. It's and like, I, what? <laughs> what just happened? I that thought mean? I was a blacksmith. <laughs> I'm meant to have
0: like dust and stuff, and I'm like working a sword. Yeah, but you're dressed as a snowman now.
1: <laughs> oh, yep. Yeah, so you so have to roll with it. Exactly. So, your body works out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. But well, what do you guys do? Let us know. What? How yeah. do you prepare for a role? Do you, do you do the same one, two, three as me? Or do you have a 10-step process where you start growling and things? And writing
0: in notebooks writing and sort of notebooks. highlighting things. And yeah. And
1: do you start walking on all fours pretending you're a cow because that's what you think the character is like? Let us know. We'd love to know. Yeah. Um, we hope you enjoyed this one. And we wish you the best of luck preparing for your next role. Creative Constitution once again, and we'll see you in the the next next one. one.